The following is a sponsored program paid for by First Alliance Credit Union. Welcome to Good Money Moves featuring Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union and Andy Brownell. Here's Andy Brownell on Rochester's News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Time for Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. I'm Andy Brownell with Jenna Tobble from the First Alliance Credit Union. Jordan Kaler back for another week. Morning, Jordan. Hi. Good morning, morning Jenna. We're here. And back to budgeting. Yes. Every week we're going to learn a little bit more about how to make this work. Yes. And make it work for you specifically so you stick with it and uh, get all the advantages of having a working budget. Absolutely. So maybe we should uh, talk once more about why this whole budget thing is so important. Yeah, so it really is the groundwork for making good money moves at the end of the day is what it comes down to. Um, Essentially, having a budget in place is what allows you to be in control of your money so that you can stop overspending and plan for your future by prioritizing what you spend your money on. That sums it up? It sums it up. I know I have this much for clothing this month Mm -hmm. when I have... $20 $20 left. I know I can spend $20 on clothing and that's it until the next month. Yeah. Simple. Mm-hmm. It sounds so simple. It does, doesn't it? <laughs> I, yeah. It really does. Or going out to eat. I mean, that's mm-hmm. the part I like about it because mm-hmm. I can allocate. All right. We're going to go out to dinner this many times at this much money mm-hmm. and that's it. Mm-hmm. And exactly. I don't have to worry about that shell-shocked feeling I had the first time I did a budget and realized how much I was spending at restaurants. Oh, for sure. <laughs> and I think it's just so, and I've, we've kind of talked about this over and over again in each of these past episodes where we talked about budgeting, but I just can't help but drive home the point again is that a budget, it doesn't have to be constraining. Like you can set the parameters to what you want them to be. So if it's really important to you that you get to go out every Friday night with your friends and have a couple beers at the newest brewery in town and just hang out and have a good time, like that's okay to prioritize that in your budget. Like it doesn't have yeah. to be, I can mm-hmm. never do this again. Unless you decide that, that there's something more important that you'd rather have than doing that. Mm-hmm. So it just helps you make sure you're meeting your priorities at yeah. the end of the day. And that's the beauty of it as well because if you decide that there is that Thing or activity or vacation that you really want to shoot for, you can look at your budget and go, gosh, if I just don't do this this many times per month, I can mm-hmm. put that much money towards that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so magically it can happen. Exactly. And sometimes it, it doesn't have to be completely cutting anything out either. Right. Sometimes it can just be as simple as going one less time or f- buying an off brand of something and you mm-hmm. can save the money that you're looking to save and put it to better use. So we've talked about the basics of budgeting. You know, you have your income and your outgo and the different ways to cut up the pieces of the pie. And Mm -hmm. some of them are, you know, you got to have it. You got to have a roof over your head. You have Mm -hmm. to eat food. And so you better allocate pieces of the pie for that. But are there different budgeting methods? I mean, are there different ways to go at this to to make it work for you? Yeah, there are uh, there are all kinds of different ways to budget and there's no one right way to budget really um but we'll we can go through a few of them here okay um there's generally what what most people do um again not not that this there's one right way to budget but it's called the incremental budgeting method um like i said it's it's the most traditional budgeting method um and what it does is 
you know, you, you say you're going to make this much every month and you know what you're going to make and you plan your expenses. And, um, after you've got that set, you use the previous month's budget to help get an idea as to what the following month is going to be. And you make small changes to the budget. Like, like we said, if you've got a, a birthday coming up the following month that you didn't have the prior month, you just make those little changes to it. Um, you know, but general things like your rent or mortgage, those aren't really going to change per month very, you know, really. Right. And, you know, stuff like that. So you just make those minor changes. But to everybody it. finds out when they do this the first time that the amount that you think you're spending on groceries is nowhere near adequate for <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, <laughs> that one's got to be adjusted right away. Yeah, but then you learn, you know, you know, you, you have an idea as to what, what you'll be spending on that specific category, whether it's groceries or restaurants or anything like that. So. I imagine this is the one that I know I use this method. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and this is really the basis of, this is the method that we've been kind of referring to over the past several weeks when we talk about how to budget. You know, this is kind of the method that we've been referring to, that incremental yeah. and traditional budgeting method. And now you're going to tell me there's a whole bunch of other different methods that I'm oh, not yeah. even aware of. <laughs> yeah. Let's start out, with a, start out with one I haven't heard of yet. Yeah, so um, there's there's an activity-based budgeting method, um, and it, it takes a different approach to budgeting your categories. So like instead of splitting your expenses into categories like transportation and food, you can set up categories on specific activities, which is why it gets the activity-based budgeting method. So those activities would be like going out to lunch. So you give X amount per month for going out to lunch, and you'd include the cost of getting there, the cost of getting food that you use to purchase into that category, anything that would be associated with that activity. Is there an advantage to doing it that way? Um, yeah. I think it just depends on your personal preference. I think some some people are able to control their their expenses a little better that way just because that's the way that they think about spending. Um, so it's really preference-based. Um, mm -hmm. There's obviously going to be advantages and disadvantages to all of these um, different mo budgeting methods that we're going to talk about today, and a lot of them are just going to kind of be personal preference mm -hmm. um, and, and what makes the most sense to you. I mean, if you think about it with the activity-based budgeting that's kind of similar to how you would budget for a vacation. But instead right. of doing it for one big thing, you do it for all of the little activities in life. So you you would then know exactly how much money it costs you to go to work every day because you know I ha it cost me this much in gas to go to work, to and from work every day. It cost me this much to buy lunch or this much to pack my lunch. This is how much it cost me to have my job. Okay. By the or, end of the day, I'm still going to go back to my income side of it mm -hmm. and having to match them up. Yep. 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 You still have, at the end of the day, it still all has to balance out. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Any other about this, Jordan? Yeah. So um, there's there's also the zero-based budgeting method. And so this method, pretty much you you plan to spend every dollar that, that you're going to make up, whether it's, 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 you know, paying yourself into your savings or how, you know, however that be. So every dollar from every paycheck you receive is given a job in your budget, essentially, um, you know, so then you'll be able to um, just get a, a zero at the end of the month. So you you really you're you're telling your money what what you're going to do with it before you know before it even really comes in, you know. Um, and so the essentially why they call it the zero based budgeting method is because your income and your expenses when you you know subtract your expenses from your income it would be zero. Okay. Um, so it would be, you know, at that point, putting into savings would become an expense. All right. So instead mm -hmm. of seeing that gap, that would be 
part okay, of your so budget. Okay, so instead of uh, we previously talked about at the end of the month, you had what's left over. Right. You're so, talking about actually assigning mm-hmm. a value. But in essence, you're doing that the other way, too. Yeah, you could with either way. Um, so the zero base budgeting method really just kind of some people feel like it helps them predict irregularities in their budget a little bit better than the traditional. Um, but again, it's personal preference and more about how you view your money and how, okay. you, how it makes sense for you to manage that. That's why they're, again, going, there's no one right way to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, do you know anybody who doesn't? I mean, zero balance? I mean, I, I hear this bandied about for governments a lot that they mm-hmm. wish that, you know, our governments would <laughs> use this approach yeah. rather than what they do now, which is apparently. Mm-hmm. Just continue to borrow money. <laughs> That's another conversation, <laughs> no, I, Andy. <laughs> uh, but ultimately, yeah. it's the same thing. I know this, in Minnesota, we have to have a balanced budget at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. The state does. And somehow they're using a budgeting method. I wonder which one that they use. It would be yeah. interesting to know mm-hmm. because it's just what we do on a household budget mm-hmm. on a much larger scale. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, Income versus mm-hmm. outgo. So Yeah. Well, and that's one way that you can look at a budget, too, is, you know, I, this isn't necessarily a budgeting method, but you can look at your personal household budget as a business. I mean, really, at the end of the day, your savings is your profit. Right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's another way to look at it. I like that way of looking at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's our profit this one. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and we want to grow that profit, profit with our good money moves. And we'll take a really quick break and talk more about the different methods of budgeting your money, your household expenses, and your income when we get back on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 F. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. We're talking Good Money Moves with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union on Rochester's News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good morning. Welcome back to Good Money Moves on this Saturday morning. Andy Brownell from News Talk, 1340 KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble's here and Jordan Kaler as well from the First Alliance Credit Union. And we have been talking this week about different methods of budgeting, yes, mm-hmm. zero based, activity based, incremental, and you're telling me there's more, Jordan. Oh yeah, well, let's <laughs> keep going. Then. A few more where that came <laughs> from. <laughs> um, the the next method that uh, some people like to follow is the cash only method. Um, this one's really pretty straightforward. You use you use cash to pay for everything. Um, once your cash is gone, you're done spending. Um, you know, generally, it can be a good a good method for people who need some kind of a physical limitation to really maintain their budget. You know, some people don't trust themselves with credit cards, and if you don't, that's just fine. You know, a cash based method may be what would work best for you. This is what they call the envelope system. Yes. Yeah. So you quite literally carry envelopes of cash. Right. Mm-hmm. And you buy yeah. groceries, you take it out of the grocery mm-hmm. envelope. Or you could, you know bring it into the 21st century and set up multiple checking accounts mm-hmm. and use have multiple I don't know debit cards or something to help you maintain <laughs> and there's other ways to go about it besides you know well, if you, if you need it, something yeah. that's you know digital but well, I mm-hmm. imagine yeah. you could do it with mm-hmm. a software just have mm-hmm. it be that you assign that expense to that envelope yep mm-hmm. 
Oh, it absolutely. It does, in essence, the same thing. Yeah, yep. I mean, you could think about it as, you know, your direct deposit comes in, and you can have most financial institutions, and I know we can do this at First Alliance, is once your d- direct deposit hits, we you can disperse those funds into different accounts. They don't all have to stay in your checking account. So mm-hmm. if you want to set up, you know, two or three checking accounts, one for your, you know, automated payments, like maybe you have your mortgage set up to come out automatically, those things can happen automatically for you and that can be your automatic payments envelope so to speak yeah and then anything else you want to take out in cash you can have that put into another checking account so you know that's the account you can only take cash out at the atm for or i mean there's different ways to go about setting Mm -hmm. this up in this very similar idea of cash only and still be able to utilize technology how many different colors of debit cards can I get? Because I've imagined, oh, that's green for groceries. Yeah, I don't know that you need multiple debit cards necessarily, but, you yeah, know, I'm just melting. throwing ideas out there. Yep. But there, are, there's multiple ways to utilize sure. this method that if if you're like, well, I don't want to carry wads of cash well, around with me everywhere, because that can be a little thinking. unsafe. But, I mean, there are people that do that. If you're running to the grocery store, no. you bring your grocery envelope with you. If you need to make your loan payment, you walk into the branch and make your loan payment with that cash or you know, there's just ways to go about doing it mm-hmm. to help keep yourself on track. I imagine the the real advantage to this, and you kind of mentioned it, Jordan, is that those folks who don't trust themselves to carry that piece of plastic, mm-hmm. this kind of removes all temptation. Mm-hmm. That when that envelope is empty, that envelope is empty. Yep. That's it. Yep. Yep. And when you see that, you know, that it's getting empty, you can see, you know, physically if, if you have that cash there, yeah. you can physically see that oh it's it's i need i better dial back on my entertainment or you know something like that on on an expense where you can dial back Mm -hmm. you know it's a that's a a visual way to Mm -hmm. you know see that it'll be a really good way to shock yourself into being disciplined by forcing it on you absolutely absolutely okay what's the next method you want to touch on yeah, so uh, another method is the balanced money formula. Um, sometimes people refer to it as the 50-30-20. Um, I, I know that, that's um, generally where, where uh, people hear that. But gen- that, the idea behind this, the 50-30-20, is that 50% of your income goes to spending on needs, which would be like housing or your food or your utility bills, stuff like that. Um, 30% would be your wants, which would be, you know, entertainment or going out to eat or, you know, anything like that that isn't, you know, a need, more of a want. And the last 20% would be put into savings. Is, is I'm kind of liking this one. Yeah. yeah. That, that's <laughs> I don't pretty know if I can live under the constraints of it, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the nice thing about that is that... You, I mean, the 50-30-20 is pretty aggressive as mm-hmm. far as budgeting goes. You yeah. have to be pretty lean and mean with your with your needs and then uh, really, really big with your savings, which mm-hmm. most people, you know, we've talked about that before. Most people don't even have $500 saved, so saving 20% of their income would be a pretty big jump. So it's not something you would, you know, jump out of the gate with. This would be something where you would have to slowly build up to that and continue to kind of tweak your budget until you got there. It's more of a goal. Okay. Well, a, I can see that you could put the... 20% marker down mm-hmm. and then have the adjustment being happening with the other 80% that mm-hmm. this month I'm not going to go out to the movies as much because my, you know, mm-hmm. the roof over my head's costing me more this month. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. But, uh, yeah, there's ways to adjust it. It's, yeah. just, it's once again just another way of looking at those budgeting categories and kind of playing with those percentages of what's realistic for you and what helps you meet your goals. And when you say 20%, mm-hmm. this is 20% outside of 
some sort of retirement savings that you're looking at? Are we looking and kind of incorporating that all into that 20% pot as well? That I think is going to be kind of up to you. I mean, you have to be saving for retirement. You really I mean, you better you, be. You don't yeah. have an option, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so I, I think at, at least starting out, that would be really good to include it in that 20% to make sure that yeah. you're accounting for it. Absolutely. Okay. Well, it's just one of those. It would be wonderful if you could figure out a way to have your retirement savings and on top of that save 20%. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I think that is the ultimate goal. You'd be a, mm-hmm. you'd be a rock star if you pull yeah. that off. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Are we done with the list? Are we well, still going there, Jordan? There's uh, there's another one yet. Okay. It's, uh, it's, we, we like to call it the priority-based budgeting method. And essentially, as, as the name says, you, you make a list of things that you require that are from, you know, from most important to least important. Um, it's, it's a good option because it can, it can really help you to figure out your, you know, wants from needs and figure out which of your needs are the most essential, you know, so you can get it on a priority base. Um, you know, and if, if, if you approach your spending limit, you know, so if, if your expenses are now coming up close to your income, then you don't purchase the items that are least priority. So then you, you know, kind of what, what you can and can't do what you need and what you want and. If you can't get what you want, then you just cut it out. Mm-hmm. Sounds like a Rolling Stones. Yeah, song. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I can see that this would be really, really useful for a person who is resistant to the idea of the incremental budget of going through that, because mm-hmm. it could mm-hmm. open and could open your eyes mm-hmm. to the choices that you have available to you. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Is it going to be Netflix or Hulu? Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> which one's my priority? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's that whole priority. Mm-hmm. piece of this, which is kind of crucial to all of it, but it kind of lays it out starkly if you have to rank it, because mm-hmm. that's yeah. what you're talking about, right? Yeah. Number one to the bottom of the list. Number mm-hmm. one, pay my rent. Number two, yeah. feed myself. Feed myself. Number three. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really is that simple. All right. So we're going to continue our budgeting talk with Jordan Kaler and Jenna Tobel from the First Alliance Credit Union when we get back. On Good Money Moves here on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Good Money Moves continues in moments with Andy Brownell and Jenna Tobble from First Alliance Credit Union. This is News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Welcome back to Good Money Moves. I'm Andy Brownell, News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM. Jenna Tobble and Jordan Kaler from the First Alliance Credit Union. We're talking about budgeting, different ways to budget. Some I have never heard of until today, <laughs> and uh, lots and lots of options to consider. Jordan, exactly. um, how can I decide which one of these options would work best for me? Any uh, any strategies for that? Yeah. So um, <clears throat> if if you haven't ever done any kind of budgeting, or if budgeting you know is kind of uh, scary, you know we've recommend starting with the incremental budgeting, um, which is you know just just start figuring out how much you're going to spend per month in expenses and then just adjust it um, throughout uh, for month over month. And um, if you find that this method doesn't work for you, um, you know, try it, try a different method. Um, we, we'd like suggest trying it for at least three months because if, you know, if you're just getting into budgeting, you're probably not going to like it right off the bat because like we said, is you know, you're not, not going to know exactly how much you spend in a specific category until you start doing it. So that's just the key is just to start. Um, you know, so if you can start with that incremental, that's really the 
suggestion there. You know, after if you if you don't like that one and you can switch to another one. And eventually, after switching to, you know, one method to the next, you'll find one that really suits you the best as to how your lifestyle is and kind of what, what really keeps you motivated to want to keep budgeting. Um, uh, and more than likely, what will probably happen is, is, you know, you'll be like, oh, I like this part of the, the incremental, and I, I like, but I like the priority. And, you know, in, in your own way, you'll, you'll develop your own budgeting system that's kind of like a, a merge of a few of those systems. Mm-hmm. So if somebody, a member, I, shows up or calls, are you able to work with them on all these different types of budget methods or, you know, you know I'm trying yeah. to get at it? Can you yeah, I, imagine each one's a different, for, a different personality? Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. And I think really what we would do if you called in and said, I need help with my budget is we're, we're going to sit down and do, you know, probably a one month cash flow type budget with you to get started and then work with you on an incremental style to budget start. Yeah. to get started. And if there's a system and from there, once you feel confident that you can kind of gain a little bit of control over your finances with that more very basic budget, that's when you would be able to kind of expand your, your budgeting knowledge base and tr- start testing out some of these other options. And these are options that are on the website, I imagine, the resource. Yep. We can talk about those mm-hmm. a little bit later before we wrap things up. But that's yeah. kind of where I can also obtain more information about these. Yes, mm-hmm. absolutely. Okay. Now, the one thing we haven't really talked about is what if I have an irregular income? I mean, most of us, I, I don't even know if I can say most of us, but most people I know have you know, either twice a month or whatever. Mm-hmm. They usually get paid about the same amount. But mm-hmm. I know other people who, especially those who work on commission or mm-hmm. are small business owners, they're all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How the heck do you budget for that? Yeah. So <clears throat> that uh, it, if you have an irregular income, um, generally it, you're going to have to budget even even more than what you know someone who gets paid about the same amount on a biweekly basis. You know you're going to have to budget even even more than that, which can seem daunting. But once you get the hang of it, it it'll be a little easier. Um, so bottom line, what you'll need to know is what you bring in each month will cover your necessary expenses. And if you have one month, you know, if like if you make commissions, say you make much more than what you need, it's it's best to put that money aside to cover for when you have a, a not as much performance in a month. Kind of like an averaging out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's it's anytime you've got a surplus or as we said, if, if you're a business owner, you're profit, you just tuck that away and use it for the slower months. Yeah, well, like a business owner or retailer makes all their money or a big chunk of it coming up to the holidays mm-hmm. and they have to use the income for that for the rest of the year mm-hmm. to cover their monthly expenses yeah. on those months that don't quite make it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so... How about irregular expenses? Yeah. How do so, we deal with those? Yeah. So um, the best option with those is going to be um, to kind of pad them into your budget with an estimate um, on how much you'll need to spend on them. Um, and then take that total amount and divide it by 12 because there's 12 months in the year. So you know that um, that's how much per month sure. you'll have to put aside. So if you're planning for a vacation 12 months from now, you know, you probably need to do a little research and figure out, okay, well, what all is going to be in this vacation? You know, you, you know, are you going to fly there? Are you going to drive there? You know, are you going to stay at a hotel? Are you going to stay with family? How's that work? So you get How that amount. margaritas? You might. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you get that total amount and you divide it by 12 and you know that's how much you need to save each month for that. 
auto maintenance, I suppose. You can figure that out. So many oil changes, so many mm-hmm. tires you're going to need, this yep. type yep. of thing. Pet and expenses, yeah. yeah, holidays, birthdays, yeah. all of it. And all as, those- as you get more experience with, with budgeting, you can kind of and you know annualize about how much you spend you know per year on this thing and it'll make it easier to divide it by 12 so just yeah. time and more budgeting experience is what's going to make that easier and I know from my own experience I started out with relatively few categories and now I have mm-hmm. probably too many because <laughs> <laughs> I, I started dividing it up yep. smaller and smaller things because it came up with all these different categories mm-hmm. well, but it, you know it's adjustable, too, mm-hmm. because I can say, oh, I, I didn't have to buy new tires. I can put that over to that mm-hmm. other aspect. Okay, mm-hmm. budgets. We've got really deep into budgets yeah. this week, so a lot of really great information. Thanks a lot, Jordan. Yeah, you're welcome. Appreciate it. If I want to find out more, we're going to go back to that website, right? First oh, Alliance yeah. Credit Union. Yeah, firstalliancecu.com is our website where you can find this information, all of the information we've talked about in past episodes on our different resource pages under our Learn tab on our homepage. Um, and we also have our blog, which you can subscribe to and get weekly updates of Good Money Moves topics and just general financial literacy Um I would suggest uh, if you are just getting started with the budget and you just want a, somebody to kind of show you, get you pointed in the right direction. Yeah. Um, Take that first step. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Schedule an appointment with one of our member advisors. They'll sit down with you and help you figure that out. Um, or if you're already a member of First Alliance Credit Union, you can use our My Money tool that's in online banking. Um, and that will create a budget for you and, and help you automatically kind of categorize your different expenses and kind of automate that process a little bit for you to make it a little bit easier. So cool. (laughs) It's so cool. Um, And then we also have our budgeting calculator that you can download off of our website. It's another way that you can kind of get started on your own. Fantastic. So don't be one of the two-thirds who are not doing this. Get started. Right? Yeah, be part of the elite, one-third of the United <laughs> States population that budgets. <laughs> All right, it's Good Money Moves on News Talk 1340, KROC AM and 96.9 FM.